Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, it's Sam with Wrestling Overtime, and this is your results and thoughts for SmackDown February 19th, 20. 21 and there's only two days remaining until elimination chamber 2021 and this is their go home card and you know what what are we going to see tonight is this show going to be any good i guess is what i want to know they're Go-home shows on SmackDown haven't always been the best. But we kick off tonight with Edge coming in to the Thunderdome and getting on the mic about how much he loves coming back to SmackDown. And he talks about the matches that are already set at Elimination Chamber, with Drew McIntyre actually getting into the Elimination Chamber with five former WWE champions, and how this decision for his WrestleMania opponent is probably the biggest decision of his career. Because, and then of course he's interrupted by everyone, Roman Reigns' music hits, and of course, here they all come. Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, Jey Uso, and of course, here they are, hanging out, you know, taking their good old time, getting the mics, and finally Heyman gives Roman a, a mic. And he says, well, I'm the only choice for you, because he is going to be the main event. And if Edge wants to be the main event, then he has to choose him. And Edge is Edge. He says, look, Roman, I'm not playing you. I'm, you know, not showing any fear. Um, Roman needs Edge in order to be the main event. He said, Roman, you're really the insecure one because I'm the one that gets to pick the main event. Whatever match I 
choose to be in will be the main event. And he says, you know, I respect you, Roman. I respect your family. But you got a little too much too soon. And you're kind of cracking under the pet pressure. And even I, and Edge means himself, haven't even applied any pressure to you yet. The sad thing is, is here comes Sami Zayn with this gamer group. He uh, is documenting everything for supposedly conspiracy theory uh, documentary that will be coming out. Who knows? But anyway, he's he talks about how Edge and Roman are actually respecting him. But really, it looks like both of them are just trying to ignore him and make him go away. But Sammy talks about how it's not a foregone conclusion that Roman will win. And then he calls his cameraman to come close to the ring and get a shot of him pointing at the WrestleMania sign. And as Sammy goes on and on and on, Jey Uso finally takes care of that problem with a super kick, laying Zane out and shutting him up. And Roman gets right in Edge's face and says something very close to his ear. And then he backs off. And Jey Uso hands Roman his belt. And all three of them leave. And I was like, what did he say? You've got to tell us. You've got, you've got to let us know what's going on. And of course, they don't. Because they don't know. I really believe Roman whispered some gobbledygook in Edge's ear or said na 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 boo boo or duck duck goose or something like that because I don't think anyone knows. But the announcers tell us before commercial break that we're going to get Big E on commentary because Apollo Crews and Shinsuke Nakamura are taking on each other right after the break. Now, when we come back from commercial, my question, I was raising my hand, and they didn't call on me, but I wanted to know, where did they get the couch? Because there was now a couch sitting by the announcer's table, and Biggie is sitting there eating what appears to be like a Hungry Man TV dinner. And he's got his feet in a foot bath. And it's like he's watching TV at home. So maybe Biggie has moved in to Tropicana Field. I don't know. I know he lives somewhere in Tampa, but maybe he moved into Tropicana Field. I hope he knows that once baseball season starts, he has to move out and hasn't let his place go. But... Who knows? Then we get Shinsuke Nakamura versus Apollo Crews. Yeah, I'm not real interested in this. 
Because, see, I kind of already know how this one's going to go. Shinsuke, who ran the gauntlet up until Jey Uso put him out and put Adam Pearce in as the winner of the gauntlet, deserves so much more. He actually deserves an intercontinental title shot. He probably deserves to go up against Roman Reigns. But they're not going to give him that. They want a fight between Apollo Crews and Big E. And I'm not 100% sure why. I don't know what it is about WWE. It is almost like Bruce Prichard and Vince McMahon think that all of the Latinos, all of the Mexicans need to fight each other. And I brought this up about six months ago. Remember when we had the battle for the United States Championship and Andrade had it and he was fighting Rey Mysterio and Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo and I was like, are we going to get Lucha House Party out here too? Because really, that's all they wanted for, what, a two- or three-month period? Biggie has won this belt. And it's like Black Man has to fight Black Man with Apollo Crews. This has been going on six weeks. He's allowed to fight someone else for the title. But I don't know how you get that through to Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard. It's almost like Biggie gets to fight someone of a different color when he wins the belt. And then if he does again, then he'll lose the belt. But in between, he won't. Because isn't that what happened with Andrade? And so... What is going on over there at WWE? But I'm telling you, this is not even a match. This whole match, Apollo is yelling at Big E, is threatening to jump down and get him. It's absolutely crazy. Well, you know, finally... Nakamura steps up, tries to get an armbar on Cruz, rolls him into a pinning combination, catching Cruz by surprise, and actually pins him. So Shinsuke wins, and then Apollo attacks Shinsuke, taking him out of the ring. He threw him into the barricade, picks up steps, and... Big E has to go over there and stand in front of him and tells Cruz to stop, that it's over. Cruz looks at him like, are you being serious? And Big E says, no, um, you need to drop the steps and you need to leave. So Apollo drops the steps, Big E goes to check on Chinsuke, and Apollo picks the steps up and slams them into Big E. Apollo, you know, 
gets in Biggie's face, taunting him. He throws Shinsuke over the barricade. He puts the uh, ring steps into the ring. Well, let me rephrase that. He actually just didn't put them in, because that's what most people do. He actually threw them in. So, if any other announcer tells you that those steps weigh like 200 pounds, yeah, they don't. Because Apollo threw them in. And um, he rolled Big E into the ring, and then he picks up the step and goes to hit Big E again, and the ref blocks him. Again, if those steps were 200 pounds... I don't know that he'd have been able to hold him that long. Plus, why wouldn't he just crack the ref? But anyway, Big E rolls out. Apollo drops the steps outside of the ring on top of Big E. So then we see the medical staff run in, and when we come back from commercial, we see Big E getting stretchered out. Now... As they're taking Biggie, I guess, to the back, we get Seth Rollins' music to hit. And Seth watches as Biggie's kind of stretchered out. He has a microphone, and Seth says, What happened to Biggie is, is a tragedy because he was betrayed by his friend. And he understands Biggie's pain because he was turned on by all of his friends last week when he returned to make his big speech. And they go into a video recap of what happened last week and everybody leaving and Cesaro kind of hanging out. And then what happened between Seth Rollins, Cesaro, and Daniel Bryan. And he says that he has suffered emotional trauma. And he and all his lawyers have drafted a statement and sent it to the WWE. Because his big moment was ruined by a bunch of losers and cowards. And they don't want to embrace his his vision for the future of having a better SmackDown. And I wanted someone to come out then and be like, we can't embrace your vision after what you did to Raw. Raw still hasn't recovered. But no one did. And he says that Cesar is the biggest loser because he made Rollins's return about himself. How dare Cesaro... You know, and he said Cesaro was even asking for it. And so he turns to us, the WWE Universe, and asks us just to embrace his vision. And I was like, okay, what what do we do on Seth Rollins? Are we going to make him a crazy cult leader now? He's not calling himself the Messiah anymore. So, he's wanting to embrace a vision. What exactly is going on? Now, 
I do like that we see KO and Edge talking. And Edge tells Kevin Owens he understands him. Because you get up, you keep fighting, and then you get back up and you keep fighting. And KO says, well, I can only focus on getting to the Elimination Chamber and beating Roman for the title. And Edge says, well, I believe in you, and it would be good to face him at WrestleMania. And I was like, huh, okay. I wouldn't mind seeing KO versus Edge, and that gets my wheels turning. Then we see Adam Pearson and Sonya Deville. They're they're walking with Big E as he gets loaded in the ambulance, and you know Sonya Deville lets him know that you know she's got his back and everything's going to be okay. And then as soon as we get back from commercial, I'm like, no, all right, who made this? Because I'm thinking. Sonya, if you made this match, you don't have my back. And then I was thinking, it's probably Adam Pierce. We blame Adam Pierce for everything. We're getting the Riot Squad versus Tamina and Natalia. And I'm like, for real? And then I'm looking around. And I'm like, where's Billy Kay? The only thing great about the Riot Squad here recently has been Billy Kay handing out her resumes. And then I immediately think, because I'm not watching the match. I'll just tell you all that. I'm, I'm, I wasn't watching the match. Oh, yeah, I was glancing at it. But in my head, I was thinking, you know, she gave one of those resumes to Bailey. And she helped Bailey beat Liv Morgan by... Handing them to Ruby Riot, and Ruby Riot threw them in the ring, and maybe she's gonna be Bailey's assistant, and she could take on Reggie, and that would be an awful thing, but it would be right on par for what they've been doing. And then I was going down a rabbit hole. Now, What happened, Ruby Riot starts punching Natty. Liv Morgan tags in, and they hit um, a tag team code breaker. I did look up and catch that. But I'm still thinking, my God, that would be a great match with Reggie and Billy Kay. And Billy Kay could throw resumes, and Reggie could pour champagne on her, and and I look up about that time, and Billy Kay is walking down the ring, and she's got cat ears on. She distracts Ruby Riot because Ruby Riot is looking at her like, "You again? And what are you doing with cat ears on?" Natty rolls her up. Only gets two on her, though, because I thought it was going to be a three count. She tags Tamina, and Tamina goes and knocks Liv Morgan off the apron and then slams, and I do mean slams, Ruby Riot pretty much through the mat and pins her for the win. 
And Tamita and Natty are celebrating. And we see Billy Kay running there to celebrate with them. And Natty and Tamina look at her like, who invited you into the ring to this party? And Tamina hits her with a super kick that I thought was going to knock Billy Kay's head over to Corey Graves. I thought Corey Graves was going to have to catch it. But that ended my matchmaking because I thought I had a match going. I thought Reggie and Billy Kay could go at it, and no, they can't. So, anyway, Edge was backstage on his phone. He was probably talking to Beth Phoenix about how bad this show's been so far. But Baron Corbin walks up and kind of interrupts. He says, uh, meet, our meeting feels like the main event at WrestleMania. And he said, Edge, a lot of things have changed, and SmackDown is Baron Corbin's kingdom now. And Edge compliments him on his suit. He shows Edge's watch, and Edge kind of Makes fun of him. Corbin doesn't really know what to do. So he just walks off. And I was like, oh, score one for Edge. Then we get him back from commercial and we get the brand new SmackDown talk host show that everybody loves. Ding Dong Hello with Bailey. Bailey's got a different outfit on this time. She was right. Last time, after her Ding Dong Hello debut with Bianca Belair, she tweeted out to all of her numerous fans, which I am one, she said that she was bringing turtlenecks back. She's in another tur- turtleneck. Now, it also has a hole in it, um, a V-neck, that is very flattering for for her. I don't want to make fun of her or anything. I'm just making fun of. She said she was bringing turtlenecks back, and and she was correct. But um, she is taking this on wholeheartedly, and I don't know any other way to describe it. Cesaro said in After the Bell, Corey Graves' podcast, that sometimes you just have to take what WWE gives you and do it to the best of your ability. And I truly believe that is exactly what Bailey is doing. And she is in on the joke with us. There's not a doubt in my mind, Bailey knows how crazy this is, how crazy this talk show is. She's being over the top. I love her sitting in her chair telling people, you have to go through the door. You have to ring the bell. I love it. I love how she comes through the door as the talk show host, takes her glasses on and off. She is doing this obnoxious, over-the-top, I'm-in-on-it joke, character, 
with us, for us, and it's awesome. And I know that Brian Alvarez doesn't like it. I know that there are a lot of you out there that want it to go away. But I'm not saying that Bailey doesn't want it to go away. All I'm saying is she's doing the best she can. And she's making me laugh by how over the top she's going to let us know, hello, I'm in on the joke. Um, But Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax are there. I have to give them props. The first time, you know, they had the belts, they didn't go anywhere. It was like they were stuck in mud. This week alone, they've been on Raw, NXT, and SmackDown. And they're supposed to be at Elimination Chamber. So, hey, more props to them. So, um, you know, Bailey thanks them for being on the show. Nia Jax says that she's happy that Bailey is not mad. And Bailey says, no, it's, it's fine. I'm glad we lost the titles because it allowed her to get rid of Sasha Banks. And Nia says, no, I actually think it's great that you got rid of Sasha because how annoying she is. And Shayna says, well, Bianca Belair is annoying too. And Nia says, no, Sasha Banks is way more annoying. And then we see Reggie. And I was like, dude, that doorbell, when it rings, it ain't for you. That's not Carmella's bell. What are you doing? And he says, I can't can't let you disparage Sasha Banks. And Naya was like, what? Is that a challenge? And Reggie's like, if Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair were to team together, they would take the titles away from you. Sasha, music hits, comes down, gets in the ring, and says, look, Reginald, you don't speak to for me. I am the boss. And she said that Bianca Belair is going to choose to face me because SmackDown revolves around her. So we hear Bianca's music, and she comes down. And she said, look, I've won the Royal Rumble. I'm the star of the division. And you're not the boss of me. She gets in Sasha's face, and Reggie tries to get between them. And I'm like, Reginald, where is your keeper? Where is Carmella? Somebody needs to come get you. And then I want Corey Graves, who kind of semi-keeps taking up for Reginald, I want him to come get uh, Reginald and say, Reginald, I don't know where your keeper is, but we got to go find her. But um, he says, no, no, we're all on the same team. He said, how about me and you take on Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and Bailey? Nia Jax walks to the robes and calls for a referee. 
a shouting match starts with Sasha Banks and Bianca and Nia and Shayna. Bailey's sitting in her chair, pointing at her shoes. She doesn't have wrestling gear on. She has talk show go- uh, gear on. She has a jacket, a turtleneck, that's kind of low cut, and tight jeans and regular shoes on. Now, when we come back from commercial break, they have set up the six-man tag, and they started, and they start doing double teamwork, Sasha and Bianca on Shayna. Well, um, they end up doing the same move that they did, I guess it was a week before last, where Bianca picks Baszler up and slams her as Sasha's knee goes into her face. And then they tag, no, this is the time they don't tag. Uh, Reginald, he just comes in the ring, and they're looking at him like, we didn't tag you, and Shayna gets the tag out. Well, this is when I notice. Bailey is taking her jacket off, and her shoes. They didn't even let the poor girl go get her wrestling boots. She's wrestling in socks. That don't match her pants or her shirt. But that's Bailey for you. Um, this is craziness. It's back and forth. Reggie ends up getting in there with Naya. Naya shoves him to the mat, and then he does a kip up and runs at Naya and. She just knees him into the mat. I mean, he does a drop, uh, a drop toe hold on Naya, and Naya just stands there and looks at him. It was crazy. Naya ended up taking him down with a, a shoulder tackle, and it, I don't know. Reginald ends up climbing the ring ropes. And goes for a crossbody on Naya. Naya catches him. Looks like she's going to slam him. But Bianca and Sasha get in there and hit a double drop kick. And Reggie pins Naya for the win. So Sasha Banks, Bianca, and Reggie actually win. And I'm like, where are we going with this? Bailey doesn't like Naya and Shayna, and they don't particularly like her. And I didn't think Sasha and Bianca liked Reggie. So why are we playing these games, and where is Carmella? But anyway, Cesaro is interviewed backstage. She's asked about Seth Rollins. And Cesaro says, you know, I didn't go out there to patronize Seth. I was out there because 
I was hopeful Seth had actually changed. He said, but I won't forget about what happened. And he needs to focus on winning the match tonight. And at Elimination Chamber. And then defeating Roman Reigns. Edge walks up and approaches him. And Cesaro says, I will see you at the main event at WrestleMania. Well, then we're told we're getting another what match because we're getting Rey Mysterio and Dominic versus Otis and Chad Gable and Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode are on commentary. And I'm like, what? How are the rankings done? How are, how do we pick these matches? This match has absolutely nothing to do with the Elimination Chamber or any of the people in it. Why are we having this on the go-home show? Well, I quickly get my answer. Because this match is not very long whatsoever. Yes, the Mysterios get some offense, but eventually... Um, Otis gets um, a standing splash on Rey Mysterio, and Chad Gables and Otis end up double-teaming Rey Mysterio. And the referee is giving them a five-count, and they do not quit stomping on Rey Mysterio within five. Chad doesn't leave within five. So they get disqualified. Rey Mysterio and Dominic end up winning, but they continue to attack Rey even after the bell's run. And then Otis climbs to the top rope and hits a splash on Rey Mysterio. And they celebrate as the announcers talk about how this is out of character. And I guess this is their heel turn. And I'm like, what? The champions are heels. Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler are heels. Why would you want to turn heel? You're not going to have a heel versus heel match. Doesn't make any sense, but hey, whatever. We see Daniel Bryan backstage. He's warming up. Edge approaches him. And he says Daniel Bryan was the inspiration for his return. He said, you know, you getting to come back from your neck injury helped him. And Daniel Bryan asked Edge to face him at WrestleMania. He said, if I beat Roman Reigns for the belt at Elimination Chamber. And Edge says, that sounds like a dream match. And Daniel Bryan says, yeah, it's long overdue. And Edge responds with, I think you're right. And he walked off. Now, WWE, right after that, immediately tweeted out, could it happen? And it was the video of them talking about how Daniel Brown was an inspiration. Someone responded to 
that tweet with the words, one day, I hope. And it was Paige. And I hearted that immediately. Because one day, I hope Paige gets to do what they do. And it's already been two and a half, almost three years. I hope she does not have to wait nine years like Edge. She's, I think, 28 or 29 now. She's in the prime of her career. And if she could get cleared and come back, man, oh, man, would that make my day. We see Dominic helping Ray backstage. And then we see Kevin Owens approaching Daniel Bryan and Cesario. And he asks, you know, do you guys want to talk strategy or anything like that? And Cesaro and Daniel Bryan talk about how can they trust Owens or not? Because, you know, he's never turned on anyone except for the New Day and Sammy and another big name. And and Kevin Owens apologizes and, you know, he said... You you guys don't have to worry about the stunner tonight because we're on the same team and he wants to win. But on Sunday, you guys might have a few stunners coming your way. And I think that they already knew that. Then we finally see that Reggie has found his keeper because he presents a glass of wine to Carmella. And she says, what took you so long? And he said, well, it took took me a while to find the right wine. She said, um, yeah, I saw the match. I'm not mad. But, and then she drinks the wine and immediately spits it out and tells him, um, you need to get me a better drink. I think Reggie is on his last days with Carmella. We're... At least he should be. Then we get the Elimination Chamber match, basically. We're getting Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, and Jey Uso versus Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, and Kevin Owens. And this match, I want to say, I didn't write it down, I should have. I think it lasted through two commercial breaks because I'll be honest with you, it was way too long. Um, I hate six man tags, uh, especially we're going to see them on Sunday. This is Friday. We see them on Sunday. They're going up against each other to see who can eliminate who to face Roman Reigns. I don't need to see them try to be tag team partners. Two days before. But this is, I mean, you can almost always call this match. WWE loves doing this on the go-home show, and I don't know why. But, I mean, at one point, you have all six of them come at the, in the ring at one time or another and hit their finisher on somebody else. And, you know, eventually Daniel Bryan hits a suplex on Sami Zayn from the top rope and then rolls over and gets the yes lock on him and Sami has to tap. So Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, and Cesaro win. But 
think about it. What did they really win? They didn't win anything. And so this is when everybody gets in the ring. And I do mean everybody. Daniel Bryan celebrates in the ring. So Baron Corbin comes up from behind, hits the end of days. So Owens comes up, hits Corbin with a stunner, and then Sami Zayn hits Owens with an exploder suplex, which allows Cesaro to hit Sami Zayn with a European uppercut, which allows Jay Uso to hit Cesaro with a super kick, and then Edge comes in from outside, from who knows where, and hits a spear on Jay Uso, and then from who knows where, Roman Reigns runs in and hits a spear on Edge. Did y'all get all that? And then Paul Heyman comes in, and I'm like, hit him in the head with the belt. But Paul doesn't do that. He hands Roman the belt, and Roman poses over Edge like he's king of the day to end the show. You know, it's kind of almost like Raw. Um, it's actually kind of like NXT. Um, the beginning parts were okay. The end parts, eh, they were okay. Having Apollo Crews beat down Big E, that was an interesting turn of events. We knew he was going to turn heel on Big E. We knew he was going to do something. They couldn't do babyface versus babyface. So that was a little interesting, but we knew it was coming. The Otis-Chad thing, I wasn't expecting, but I wasn't expecting them to have a match either. I definitely wasn't expecting Reginald to be running around without Carmella. Don't know where that's going to go. Um, Reggie is flirting with Sasha Banks like she's not married. So I look for DJ McCaws to come in and kick his butt anytime soon. Um, just really weird. Smackdown getting ready for Elimination Chamber. But Edge and Roman and Jey Uso, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, KO, Sami Zayn, and I guess even Baron Corbin. They made it a little bit interesting tonight. We'll have to wait and see. Is Elimination Chamber going to be worth it? I guess that's the big question. So, if you guys have any questions, comments, problems, or protests, let me know. Write me at wrestlingovertime at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at wrestlingovertime and let me know what's going on. Um, Otherwise, I will be talking to you guys soon, and I'll see you down the road. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, 
golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, with 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.